And hello again and welcome to Life with Horses, the podcast that comes to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays and is all about the joys of living with horses. My name is Ivanka Menken and this podcast is brought to you by Horsesstore.com. Let's see what's happening today. Hello again and welcome back. It's Friday the 30th of October and I have to tell you about my lesson yesterday with Bella. And luckily, luckily my arena held up because we had quite a bit of rain over the past probably four days. And I tell you what, and I know I've mentioned this before, uh, my arena surface is absolutely amazing. Uh, It's not slippery. uh, I could ride. um, You know, I had a few moments in Kenta where I thought, hmm, not sure if this is such a good idea, but it didn't, it didn't slip and slide it just the water was gone it's beautiful to ride on at the moment and um, uh, Lisa my instructor yesterday she actually mentioned she had to cancel quite a few lessons yesterday with other people purely because their arenas weren't holding up to the weather so yay for my arena and uh, I was really happy that we could um, get this lesson happening because Bella was an absolute trooper. She did amazing. And um, I don't know if you remember, but in the last week, um, I've really been practicing with her on self-carriage and uh, to stop her leaning on my hands. And Because what she basically does or did is um, when she gets tired or she doesn't want to uh, stay in self-carriage, she leans on my hand and curls under and you've got nothing then and it just gets all a bit awkward and it almost feels like you're sitting on eggshells and um, I stopped riding a little bit to be honest. So yesterday's session was all about um, continuing basically with open frame uh, get her through the neck, get her to poke her nose out a little bit without turning into llama pony because we don't want her to go back into um, into llama pony mode. And she is doing so well. She's really, really picking it up at the moment. And um, our next step now is to bring that work that we've done from walk and trot and to bring that now into canter. So uh, she, she still sort of pushes her back away a little bit in the canter so the next step is to for her to bring her back up and to round it a bit more so I can actually sit in the canter uh, but up up until that point um, it's two points for me and uh, so in a two-point position bum out of the saddle making it all light and fluffy and fun for, for Bella and uh, it's just working really really well the other thing that I wanted to have a chat to you about is um, feeding horses Purely because I noticed that with this rain, I'm keeping my horses in the stables a little bit more. And um, I'm feeding them hay, obviously. And I've noticed that there's no one size fits all for feeding hay. Like with Ruby, for instance, Ruby needs a biscuit of hay at night. And I know she um, she eats that and it's it's completely cleaned up um, the next morning. There's nothing left over. But when I give Bella a biscuit of hay at night, uh, probably a third of the biscuit is still on the ground and it's still left over. So that's just way too much for her. So I'm really playing with the amount of hay that Bella is getting in the afternoons. Because um, I'm, I'm a bit double in, in, in the regards that, yes, they need enough hay to keep them through the night because you know it's important for horses to keep picking at their food and to keep eating 
for longer periods of time because you don't want them to um, to get ulcers or to get a really high acidity in their stomach. So for them to chew a lot and to um, have that saliva going in in their stomachs, it really drops down the um, the acidity in the in the stomach. So it, it's healthier for them. So that they need to be able to eat pretty much all night. But I, I don't want to give them so much hay that the next morning half of it is lying on the ground and there's, it's just wastage. So it's, um, it's a bit of a fine balance at the moment, trying to figure out how much hay I need to feed to both Bella and, and Ruby. So if you have any, any great ideas, any feedback um, from your experience with your horse, just put it in the comments because I'd love to hear from you to, um, to learn because every day is a school day, as I say, and I'd love to learn how you figured out how much hay you need to feed your horse to, uh, to keep them healthy, to keep them happy, to keep them uh, entertained during the night, but not too much that you're just throwing stuff out because it's not like hay is cheap. Um, I mean, we pay about, I think, $15 for a bale of hay at the moment, which is, you know, on the cheaper side, but um, it's just a waste to, um, to throw it all out and it ends up as mulch in the garden or uh, on top of the manure pile. So that's, um, so yes, I'd love to hear from you what your ideas are and your um, super smart tips on uh, how, to, how to feed hay to horses. The other thing that I've been doing this week, and that's probably the main reason why I completely missed yesterday's recording session, is I've been reading through the new dressage rulebook. Twice a year, Equestrian Australia comes out with updated rules for the next six months. And in the last two days, um, Equestrian Australia has brought out the new rulebook for January 2016 and can you believe it's nearly November already so it's a good idea to uh, to read through the rule book and I'll, I'll put the URL to the PDF in the in the show notes so you can have a good read through it as well because um, all these rules are effective as of the 1st of January 2016 so that is two months from now and um, it's just really good to know what you can and cannot do what you can and cannot wear and uh, I've been going through the the rule book with a fine tooth comb and there's a couple of things that I really picked up on and that um that sort of stood out for me um obviously I've been looking out for helmet changes because in horses store you know my my horse shop in horses store we sell helmets and the helmets I sell are made in Europe so they're based on the European safety standards and the European safety standards are changing at the moment so I was really really hanging out for what the um, the Australian dressage rules would say in relation to the um, the accepted standards but as of the 1st of January the standards accepted in Australia for safety helmets are exactly the same as what they are now so it's the EN 1384 which is the European standard and the ASNZ3838, which is the Australian safety standards for helmets. So that's really good. So everybody who's purchased a helmet in the last 12 months, you can still use your helmet. It's still approved. It's still allowed for competition. So that's, that's really good news. The one thing that they do stipulate now is that the helmet has to be of a dark color. It doesn't say it must be black, but it says it must be a dark color. And I think 
That is because in the last few months there's been some um, some videos and, and some articles being written about um, one of the writers in Europe. And I'll try to find that video actually. I might put that in the YouTube links. Um, there was a writer in Europe and she had a new helmet and it was like a mirror, like a shiny metal, sheeny material. And um, I think this rule change might have been in, um, a result of uh, that helmet. So it has to be a dark color. It doesn't say which color, but it must be dark. Uh, same with gloves. The gloves either have to be white or dark. It doesn't say that they must be black or brown. It must be a dark color. So if you have a really nice, like a dark blue navy outfit and you want to pair that with navy gloves you are allowed to do that now so as long as your gloves are of a dark color or white um, it's all approved for um, dressage for the competitions um, one of the things that oh sorry for the um, stuff that your horse wears fly hoods because last last year there was an addition of fly veils and or ears, as a lot of people call them, has been added to the to the rule book. And it used to be that you were only allowed to wear fly veils when you were doing an outdoor competition. Last year, they changed that, that fly veils are um, allowed and approved for all competitions. Um, what they've changed this time, so again, this is effective as of the 1st of January, is that the material, you know, the ears component of the fly veils, the material uh, is now allowed to be a soundproofing material, like a, like a neoprene kind of material, which muffles the sound a little bit. Prior to the 1st of January, um, the material has to be a light material and cannot have any sound muffling qualities. But as of the 1st of January, you're allowed to have sound muffling qualities in the material that you use for your fly veils. But you're still not allowed to put earplugs in your horse's ears. So um, nothing can be added in the ears, but the material of the fly veil of the ears themselves um, can be a, a soundproofing material. You're not allowed to put sponsor logos on your fly veil. So if you are a sponsored rider, your sponsor logos can go on your saddle blanket, are not allowed to go on your fly veil. Okay, last two things. Ponies. Ponies need to be measured. Um, if you want to do pony dressage, your pony has to be 148 centimeters or shorter. Uh, or if if you're wearing shoes or if your pony's wearing shoes, 149 centimeters or shorter. So um, I'm sure there's going to be some official measurement um, scenarios or measurement events because I've already seen that Toowoomba Dressage is organizing an official measurement um, measurement event. But there's a lot of um, showing showing people that know of official Equestrian Australia measurement people so they can do an official measurement of your pony and then the one thing that really stood out for me in the rule book for um, reasons for elimination basically is that if the judge at sea basically feels that you or your horse or you and your horse that you're not able to fulfill the requirements of the test you will be eliminated so if you're trying to do a test at a level that is just out of your reach, that is just too high, and the judge at sea feels that you're 
unqualified for this level of competition, you will be eliminated and you cannot appeal to that um, decision. So I thought that was a really interesting one because I've never seen that in the rule books before. So that was a really big thing on the rules. And that's, like I said earlier, <laughs> that's the reason why um, I got a bit distracted in the last few days going through the rules. And I do feel that if you are a competitive rider or if you want to be a competitive rider, you must know your rules. You must know um, what you can and cannot wear. You must know what you can and cannot do. Uh, it just makes for a much more pleasant experience it just makes for a much more stress-free experience that you're not relying on other people to tell you what you can and cannot do but you just know that you're doing the right thing so um, i'll put the link to the pdfs in the show notes so you can read through the dressage test and this also includes the dressage rules for eventing so if you are an eventer uh the in the back section of the PDF, there are specific rules for eventing dressage. So have a look at that so you know exactly what you can and cannot do. I did find a video for you though. So let's have a look at Google and get you this YouTube video, the URL. Um, let's do that now. And the video of today is our trusty friends at Evention TV again. Uh, Dom Schramm and his wife, Jimmy, uh, they make amazing videos. And this video, funnily enough, is all about engaging the hind legs of your horse. I wonder why. <laughs> yes, it's because I'm working on that with Bella. Uh, it's, a, it's a short five-minute video where um, Dom is giving you some exercises and some ideas on how to improve the engagement of your horse's hind leg. And it doesn't matter whether you are a show jumper or a dressage rider or even a trail rider, it's important to keep engaging the hind legs of your horse because it makes them stronger it makes them better makes them easier to ride so enjoy that have a good look at that video and I'm sure that once you start watching their um, their videos you can't stop so uh, <laughs> make sure you set a timer and <laughs> with that I will leave you and have a lovely and fantastic weekend happy riding enjoy your horses Hope the weather is holding up for you and um, you'll have some fun time in your life with the horses. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.